Keys to the City podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. You can check out for live shows, Keys to the City at YouTube, Facebook, and as well as Twitch. If you don't get to check out the live show, you could check us out streaming at Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Google, and Amazon at Keys to the City. Or if you want to follow, like, or subscribe, you can check us out at Keys to the City on other social media platforms. Ted's trying to tell me about a two for five. He's trying to tell me about McDonald's for life. This kid's out of his mind. Ted's getting hungry. Right, Ted? Ted's like, yeah, I, I don't need to get McDonald's. I'll just get a grilled chicken sandwich. Right, Ted? No, I'm just sharing the show. No, I know that. I'm just bre- I'm breaking stones. I'm going, sure. Go with it. Just go with it. Yeah, go with yourself. <laughs> this man is on fire. Well, we are talking New York football. Two big looming decisions. That's great. The Big Apple for the New York Giants and the New York Jets. And then we're going to close out with, well, we've heard the term pretty legit. Is he pretty legit or is it too good to be true? Yes, I'm talking about Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers as they dismantled those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, Ted, we're talking about the two for five McDonald's and deals like that. Well, the Giants are going to have to face a situation, speaking of deals, DJ, Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley. Two, we thought were going to be two building blocks when Dave Gettleman drafted both of these guys. It's been a rough spot, rough situation, a rough transition for both guys dealing with injuries, turnovers for Daniel Jones, getting a new head coach, multiple head coaches, I should say, and just a new regime. Well, you look at it right now, the New York Giants started off so great this year, so shocking to the NFL world, but now they are... Coming back to life. Well, let's just say they are back to life. And right now, they are 1-4-1 and one in their last six games. Currently 7-5-1. and one, But still in that wild card spot. The seventh and final wild card spot. So, Ted, when you look at these two, this year how it started for Saquon. Off to an, a tremendous start. But he's kind of slowed it down. It looks like he's dealing with injuries. Hasn't looked his full Saquon self again like he was early on in this year. And then Daniel Jones. He's been the biggest question for Giant fans for, since he's the day he got drafted. Was he going to be the heir apparent to Eli Manning? Was he going to be the future of the New York Giants? Well, we're only less than a month away, and the New York Giants' playoff time is right around the corner, but also decisions, decisions, decisions for the New York football Giants. Ted, when you look at these two right now in the current predicament that the New York Giants are in, Will DJ, Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley be a part of Big Blue's future to you, honestly? And if so, how do they figure this situation out? Do they franchise one of them? Do like this is that's the thing. The Giants are in such a tough, sticky situation. That yeah, they're they in a tough predicament. They're yeah. in a t- really tough predicament. I, I I told you before, if I think I if I had to, I'd rather franchise tag Saquon because it's at about 12 million right now, 12.1 give or take. So it's, it's a lot less of a uh, sour cap hit than it would be if you're franchising Daniel Jones, which right now is currently, I believe what was it? $31.3 million. So that would be what Daniel Jones, if he got franchise tag next year, if it's a transitional tag, I believe they said it was like 28.1. Either way, you'd be overpaying for a quarterback for one year, but Hey, listen, this is the NFL. We've seen other guys get, um, Paid that the I mean, don't deserve as much as what they're getting paid. But hey, listen, it's the way yeah. the ball game. That's the way the ball drops. 
Giants are in a tough position. I don't really know what the Giants do because as a true Giant fan, we all love Saquon, right? He's a great guy, great human humanitarian. I mean, we don't want to see a, a player of his caliber be released or let go. Mm-hmm. And whether and someone else enjoy his, you know, his wonderful traits as a as a football player. I mean, you kind of see what happened with Chris McCaffrey and say, um, excuse me, at Carolina now in San Fran. You see what Kyle Shannon done with him. But you also look at this, and this is the truth. This is the hard truth. Giant, oh, excuse me, running backs are a dime a dozen. Bro, you see it all the time. I mean, you think the Cowboys are happy with that Zeke deal? I mean, look at, at the, the Jets. time they probably were, but now they're. they're well, I mean, look and look and look, at, and look at the Jets right now. The guy McKnight, since he's been in for them, um, has been tremendous for them, and he's yeah. literally off the street. So, in a league where listen, it's great to have a stellar back and a guy who can do many things. And listen, the Titans would never want to give up Derrick Henry. Chris McCaffrey's unbelievable, but you look at guys like. Dalvin Cook, he's starting to look old. Like, and he's only 27. Like, what is Saquon going to look in two or three years? He's already dealing with some injuries. What do you do as a, as a true New York fan? Because at the end of the day, this is a business. The Giants are in a sticky situation. Here's here's the honest truth from my perspective. You franchise Saquon for one year. You see how the future goes next year. Maybe you trade him if the if the season falls apart. DJ. As much as I don't want him to be the future, he's deserving of at least bringing back for another year. Because what he has dealt with this year is like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, as bad as the Patriots office and the, the personnel, Daniel Jones' personnel is so much worse. So much worse. Other than Andrew Thomas, the offensive line has been awful. I mean, go look mm-hmm. at the stats. I mean, the guards, guards, and the two guards in the center can't block anyone. Neil has has not really progressed yet, but he's still a rookie. So what's you know, listen, we were I'm down. Not- I'm not worried about it. Andrew Thomas too, right? Remember, we're I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried. He's got awful three years later. He's one of the best left tackles in the game. So let's give Evan Neal two or three years, and it takes offensive linemen time. You don't just come in like Quentin Nelson and Joe Thomas and just become a become a star. So that's that's the realistic ball game. Daniel Jones is deserving of a one year contract, though. Minimum one year, maybe two years. Fine. This is the way I would look at two year deal. With a team or a player option for the second year, somewhere around two years, forty something million dollars, forty four, forty five, maybe forty eight, somewhere in that twenty twenty five million dollar range. He's deservingly so. This is a team that, like we were talking about before, Trev, thought we're going to have Kenny Galladay, thought we're going to have Sterling Shepard, thought we're going to have Kadarius Tony, thought we're going to have Wandell Robinson, thought we'll have Darius Slayton, thought we'll have some other pieces that we're not thinking of that didn't even make the roster or got hurt or got caught or whatnot. Right? We thought we'd have some really nice pieces for Daniel Jones. He's got none of them. Everyone I just so named that's why. So that's name. the question. Not, so do you blame? Not, like, I just, hold on one thing. I just yeah. read off a stat to you. The Giants do not have an NFL receiver in the top 70 in the entire football league within catches. Uh-huh. So there's 70 receivers in the league that have more catches than any player on the New York Giants. That just speaks volume to what the personnel and the so caliber so talent that Daniel Jones is playing with. Does he get, does he get punished for it? No, you can't punish him. I think he's deservingly so. Here's here's the other here's 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 the other real perspective that we are going to need to start talking about is where is the Giants draft pick at? How do the Giants finish out the season? It looks like it's going to be in the twenties. Not if they lose out. They lose this week against Washington. They're not making the playoffs. So let's let's start with that, and we'll talk about that more on Friday. But they're not making the playoffs. They lose to Washington. Then what if they lose to Minnesota? Right? Then the Colts. Okay, might not even make a difference. And then you have, what, Philly right after that? So and maybe Philly doesn't play their starters week 18, and maybe we sneak a win in. But if we lose out, we could be in the teens. 
Now, does that get you a spot? Maybe the one, maybe the fourth or fifth best quarterback. Who knows? What do the Giants do? I think the Giants really don't think Daniel Jones is the future, but he's deservingly so of a return to the New York Giants. And and if anything, he's deservingly so for the fight for competition next year. Like, hey, we might draft a guy in the second round. That's okay. We're you, you're going to fight for your position. If you're good enough, you'll win the position next year. We'll let the rookie kids sit behind you, and we'll move forward and see what happens. If not. You become a, a viable backup. And listen, look at Jimmy G. I mean, he up until the injury, good to have a viable backup. Yeah, and that's the thing about Daniel Jones is that I know people might knock him and critique him, and deservingly so before coming into the season. But this year, I mean, look at what he's been up against. I mean, this is a team that's literally depleted having practice squad players playing on the Sunday game Sunday roster like they're playing in the games as practice squad players receivers I mean Isaiah Hodges has been a a nice little boost to this offense who's playing pretty darn well so far since he's got his opportunity but you just look at the weapons Ted like you said Darius Slayton's their number one guy right now Wandell's out Kadarius Tony's not even in the team anymore Kenny Galladay is nowhere to be found that's I mean it's so disappointing because of how this season started and 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 I'm not going to knock Daniel Jones, and I've been an, a guy that has knocked Daniel Jones for years now. I get that. I, I have not been the biggest supporter. But he doesn't deserve to get the criticism that that maybe deserves. Listen, so he has I don't in the know, past. Well, I don't know many quarterbacks that would, ha- that would have a good season under the, the circumstances that the Giants are facing. I mean, hey, if you want to just go across the other side of the stadium and go to the Jets' locker room, what do you think Daniel Jones and the Giants offense would look like if they had some of the personnel that the Jets have? Hell with Saquon. Great. Keep Saquon. We'll take your receivers. I'll trade Saquon for your receivers. Give me Elijah Moore. Give me Denzel Mims. I mean, give me give, uh, Corey Davis. Give me um, Wilson. Give me Wilson, man. That kid's, I mean, he's going to be listen, give, me, give me some of those pieces, all right? I want Darryl those guys to throw to. Because that opens up everything else for the running game. We talked about this. If you can't run, If you can't throw the ball and stretch the field, defenses come in. It's like you know, it's like playing goal line offense. There, everyone's within the ten yards because there's no fearfulness of of a deep threat. Yeah, you know, and that was what we used to talk about when Kansas City was what Tyreek did. Tyreek Hill did for the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs back the safeties up. So now you're running against six or five, six people in the box. It's a lot easier to run. Saquon's got eight in the box at all times. There's nothing on the Giants that goes. I'm scared of that guy. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Every other time. Well, so, makes it even more difficult is that they haven't been able to run the football. So well, they've been really against the behind the eight ball because of the fact that they were so reliant on that rushing attack well, early on in the season and was, yeah, was setting up everything. Now that they can't run the football, I mean, they're just so lit. As already they are been limited offensively to not have that backbone and to not have that rushing attack that was working so effectively for them. I mean, that's well, – I mean, Daniel Jones definitely doesn't deserve to get any – Here's my thing. If, if he was playing bad and we had personnel – if we had He's not. I mean, he's, the, he's one of the only weapons on that offense. Well, I mean, what's he – he's going to probably finish with about 700 yards rushing. He's going to have over 3,000 yards passing. Again, this week, he did not have a turnover against that relentless Eagles pressure, and he had no chance. And you know how many times he got sacked? Six. He got sacked seven times. Who's winning a football game like that? Unless you, I I guess, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow did it last year. Yeah, but but most of the time, you're not winning those games. Yeah, but who did Joe Burrow throw the ball to? Yes. No, no, I'm not knocking you what your statement is. If someone was like, well, Joe Burrow, no shit. 
No, no kidding, no, my bro. Point, no, my He's got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon yeah. and, and Boyd and, and a lot my more po- personal. Giants don't have half of some of these teams. I mean, you look at some of the teams in this league, you got to have someone to throw the ball to. There's no excuses. Perfect example I can make, if you watch the Sunday night football game this week, look at the difference that the Chargers look like offensively with Justin Herbert having his two receivers on the field for the entire game. They had only been on the field, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, for 46 snaps all season long. They looked like a different team offensively with those two guys on the outside. And this is a league where we were just talking about things, and you said it before. This is a league where, dude, wide receivers drive the league. Justin Jefferson, yeah, so best, yeah. best receiver in the league, possibly. Wait, 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 what was that? No, I'm saying you, possibly the best receiver in the league. He won the Bills game for them. He won the Bills game, not Kirk Cousins. Not he, the is, game. he is the best receiver in football. I don't think so. Uh, really? Yeah. I put him at we, two or three. We, we eventually, okay, okay. You got I still, it. I still, yeah. I still don't think Devontae Adams' crown has been taken away. I want... We need to definitely have just and, a, a, and an I, episode. And I, and I, we need to have an episode just of just and debating. I'm still, and I'm still a Jamar Chase guy. I love Jamar Chase. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm taking. I'll, I'll, take no, him, I'll take him over Justin Jefferson. Can you imagine if Justin Jefferson had Joe Burrow? I mean, the man just had 11 receptions of 230 yards. Yeah, but that was against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> you still got 230 yards. Adams should have had about 200 yards last week. Derek Carr didn't want to throw him the ball in the second half. Like, our point is about this whole thing. All these teams got great weapons and, and number one receivers. And in a league that it's a passing-driven league and, and receivers lead are the ones that you look for like it is in fantasy football now, it seems like, the Giants don't have any of that. And to see that Daniel Jones and Saquon, the Giants are going to be faced with tough decisions and harsh decisions moving forward into this offseason because it is a – a make-or-break type of offseason in the sense that, like, this is a new regime. Joe Shane, now you got cap. Now it's all on you. This is now you've you're trying to clean the Dave Gettleman mess, but now it's time to figure it out. And Daniel Jones and Saquon are at the forefront of that decision making. Speaking of long term answers, the New York Jets all coming into this year. Oh, Zach Wilson. He's it looks like he's gonna maybe take the next stride into something that the Jets have been hoping for since 1969. And Joe Namath. Well. Looks like that narrative is gone right out the window, as maybe the New York Jets could have the long-term solution. But, Ted, is it Mike freaking White right now that could be leading Gang Green into the future? Should be. Really? They're different. Are you like? Are you set in stone? Are you set in stone on him? I mean, I at least want to. I I don't think he's unless something. Happens injury wise now. I'm just reading. He's ready to go against. The I mean, Lions that's amazing. Season. That's incredible. The heart that he has, the toughness, and just to come back like that. That's, like, that's I think. If, I mean, awesome. if you watch, I love it. I love Monday it. Night Football last night. Even they had the conference last night. Robert Griffin said the trust that the team and the coaching staff has with Mike White. Zach yep. Wilson didn't throw the ball 57 times. Zach Wilson didn't throw the ball 57 times in two games. Mike White threw the ball 57 times against the Bills, against the Vikings. I mean, they, that means they have trust in Mike White. They have faith in him. The team is like yeah, resurrected with him. There's a yeah. belief. Those guys. And here's the other thing. As Robert Sal, we'll see those guys again. That's kind of like that's kind of like Jim Fossil. We're go. This team's going to the playoffs. 
I mean, that's I mean they're talented they're, enough. If you're, Maybe if you're one... playing the Bills again, that means you're seeing them in the playoffs. That means Mike White is leading you. This is a huge game this week, Jets versus Lions. Both teams have been who on. Would have, who would have thought the Jets and Lions in week 15? Which is that's great, though. Game. I love it. I'm, oh, I'm not upset. I told you, by the way, we both did say. Everybody was like, yeah, Detroit's not winning. Detroit won. That's why people jumped on our picks? Oh yeah, people were like, "Yeah, you got your picks stink." So the only we did pick- pretty well. We did we did three. What do we go three and one? No, did we both pick the Dolphins? Yeah, we both picked the Dolphins. Like, I should have known. Once bitch. everyone talking talking crap about Justin Herbert, I should have known. Son that. of a gun! But we were right Damn. on. We knew San Francisco was gonna dominate. We knew Detroit was gonna dominate. Uh, we had Son we both had we both had the Bills over the Jets, which and that's not a knock on Mike White. No, 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 he, no. He, 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 I mean, he came back multiple times. To play this game, like I mean, the toughness that this man has showed—that gets this locker room all in on you. Like you come back and you show that toughness, you show that resiliency. You think your locker room is gonna shy away from you? No, they're gonna rally around you. And that brotherhood just got, and that bond just got that much stronger. And Mike White, you have a you have a franchise that is all in on you right now. I mean, this is like you just said, the Detroit Lions are coming into town and they are playing well and they're playing great football too. This matchup is a huge, huge matchup for Mike White, Jared Goff, and both franchises because both of these teams are fighting for playoff of their, their playoff lives. So they have both a great opportunity to be playing in this year's playoffs. And it's a fascinating, fascinating situation just here for three franchises that have been so poorly run and have executed so poorly in the past 10 years. Well, the Jets and the Lions, they've been just bad for a long time. To just see the Giants and the Jets and the Lions playing for meaningful football in December, that's just a, that's just a reflection on the coaching staff. That's just a reflection on the team buying into the concept. And the Jets right now, they're buying into Mike White. I think Zach Wilson, well, you'll never see Zach Wilson unless Mike White gets hurt because Joe Flacco's all done with. I mean, we the end of Flacco has been that that was as obvious as it came on Sunday against the Bills. I don't know if we're ever going to see Zach Wilson in the New York in a New York Jet uniform, Ted. I I don't see it because this chemistry, this team, I think they're just like oh, we've moved on. The coaching staff is was also seemed like they've moved on. They're all in on Mike White. They are throwing like Ted likes to use. They are throwing all the chips on, all in. I'm Mike White, Dad. Oh, yeah. I mean, his his guts, his savvy for him to come back in the beating that he took against the Bills. And here's the thing. It wasn't his fault. It was Joe Flacco's – what was it? Joe Flacco's pick. No, uh, fumble by Joe Flacco. And they still had an opportunity to win on Sunday. And a couple key penalties. They had their opportunities. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. They still had their opportunities to win. If Mike White well, yeah, plays I mean, maybe the whole Flacco game. Flacco fumbled. They had, CJ mostly jumped off sides on fourth down. Mm-hmm. which led the Bills to a uh, leading touchdown. So they held Josh Allen again under 150 yards passing. So yeah, they ha- they have the, they're the defense that matches up really well against the Bills because they have the secondary. Mm-hmm. And of course, Quentin Williams also got hurt in that game, so that was probably another key loss for them. But the Jets have, I mean, if you're a Jets fan, the up and up is like you got to be happy of where this team is at and where it's going. Yeah. Of course, I don't know if Mike White's the future, but he's the future for right now and for this season. Worry about next season when it comes. But let's see what happens. If he leads them to the I playoffs. I mean, you've got a locker room behind you. you got the chemistry with the players. The coaching staff seems like they believe in you. I mean, that's, that but seems, like you, got, that seems like you got the thumbs up for 
But here's here's where you got here's where you got to be realistic too. We're all in the love with the Mike White edition. This is what you have to really be true as a fan. Is Mike White and the Jets good enough to consistently have to beat Josh Allen? When healthy, when Joe healthy, Burrow, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, the when Kansas healthy? City Chiefs and Mahomes, mm-hmm. and maybe eventually Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Because right when now, they are healthy? Well, here's the, other thing, the Lamar mm-hmm. and the Ravens. So right now, I'm talking about five quarterbacks right now in the AFC. Those five quarterbacks we consider top five quarterbacks of the in the top ten. So what about what about the Dolphins too? Two of. Yeah, I guess you got to put Tua there too. I'm, so I'm is Mike White because if Mike White is not better than those quarterbacks, then everything else has to be great. I don't One think he has, has to. Be good I don't think he has to be. Yeah, like but that, be consistently, if, isn't the goal to win a Super Bowl? Of course, but when you have the talent that the New York Jets have, we're not talking like New York Giants talent. We're talking about a defense that's one of the top four or maybe top five defenses, maybe even higher up. And to some people, one of the top five defenses in the NFL. You have the weapons. When they're healthy, too, I mean, they don't even have one of their best players, Brees Hall. They're one of the probably maybe the best player on the team, and, and Elijah Vera Tucker, he hasn't even been playing. So imagine if you get those two, like, all pro, pro bowl caliber players back at full health. Mike White doesn't have to be a guy. We talk about him all the time, Ted. Jimmy G. You don't have to be a guy. Yeah, but he, Look, you know, can I tell you? Can I get I, it. It's so different. Can, Look, can there's not, but there, here's the thing. There is if not, you don't want, hold if you on. want Jimmy G, there's could, not many at guys. At the end of the day, in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, he couldn't make it. the play and Mahomes won the Super it. Bowl. But there's not many quarterbacks. There's not many quarterbacks in today's NFL right now. That are Patrick Mahomes. No, that you don't, are Joe. You're missing the point. You don't have to be Patrick Mahomes. That's what I'm trying to You've say. You've got to be good enough, though, in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Jimmy I don't G, think he, I don't think he is Jimmy that bad. Jimmy G wasn't enough. good enough. He had I the better it. team, the better yeah. coach, and he was not the better quarterback. And at the end of the day, that's why they lost the Super Bowl. No other reason. Maybe, maybe also when you third. have all the right pieces, when you have the weapons, when you have the dominant defense, when you have a coaching staff that buys into you, a solid offensive line. Those are recipes for success. That you could go a long way. Super Bowl, though. I mean, that's what, right. this is what this it comes year, down to. This year, no. Next no. year, I don't know. Next year, maybe. They're, but is they're, Mike they're, White they're, going to be able to make the plays when it matters most? Is he good enough to beat a Joe Burrow? Is he good enough to beat a Mahomes? Is he good enough to beat Lamar? Is he good enough to beat Tua? Is he good enough to beat Josh Allen? I think the team. Well, I think the team is good enough. It is against him because at the end of the day, the, everything could go wrong for the Bills. Josh Allen could still win them a game. Everything could go wrong for the Chiefs. Mahomes can win them a game. He could throw three picks, and then next thing you know, he makes miraculous plays, flips the ball like this, touchdown McKinnon, sixty-seven yards, and I that's the, the difference team. because those guys can do that. I think the team is good enough that can do it. Well, we'll find when out. Health, when healthy, I think the team is good enough to compete for a championship. Maybe not this year. Maybe in a year they will. But right now, if you're a New York Jet fan, you have to be excited. Oh, ride with White. Huh? Ride with White, the white experience. You're <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're cracking me up over there. Cracking me up. Uh, <laughs> I get it. As, I get if it. You're, if I you're think a, just saying, the future can be bright. My only yes, question true because they have the pieces now in place. You have a shutdown corner. You have a dominant defensive line. You get Elijah Vera Tucker back. You're going to have a nice little running back wide committee with Michael Carter, with Brees Hall, 
And with the newcomer night, I mean, I mean that's great to have. Garrett Wilson looks like he's an emergent star. But if you're the Jeff, with the salary cap that you have in the situation that's currently going on in San Francisco with the chance that Purdy leads in the playoffs, are, do you then go after Jimmy G then? That's what I'm asking. Then do you I mean, go yeah, after Jimmy I mean, all because questions. Because now Purdy looks like – I mean, we, we don't know, but, I mean, it's a, what, it's been a half a week. I mean, he played one full game against Tampa Bay, who's really not as good as everyone – well, I don't think anyone thinks they're good. I All mean, I'm saying is that that's a question for down the stretch. I mean, see how the Jets finish but out. But the, it's, it's, a, it's a good situation to be put in. What it's is the a, Jets' remaining schedule? They still got to play Miami. They still got to play the Patriots again. Oh, no, they already played the Patriots twice. New York Jets' schedule. We'll as, long as, as long as – So they as got the play. Lions this week, which is a playoff game. Yes. Right? And they come back a short week next week, Thursday, against the Jaguars. Now – that's an Jaguar. interesting game because the Jaguars they're playing for some playoff possibilities now. Then January 1st against Seattle which that's a huge playoff game. Is that and in Seattle? It's the last is that week in? of the season, huh? Is that in Seattle? Yeah. So they're yeah. home against the Lions this week. They're yeah. home Thursday at the Jags, they're at Seattle and then at the Dolphins. Yeah. All four teams are vying for a playoff teams with the Jets. So yeah. And, and here's the other thing. The Patriots won last night. The Chargers won the other night. They're fighting for that last playoff spot with those two other teams. Both New York teams are fighting for that final wild card spot. It's, it's a fun time to be in New York right now as a football fan. It's getting a little, a little tense for Giant fans, Jet fans, because we're right on the edge. But you put yourselves in a situation to make a playoff appearance. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, well, we should just get rid of the name Mr. Irrelevant because, well, he's pretty relevant right now. And he's pretty, or no, I'm not going to say pretty. He's purdy, purdy good. And that is Brock Purdy. I mean, Ted, you look at what he's done. And I know everybody's saying, oh, he only played one full game. Well, he pretty much played one, two full games because Jimmy G got hurt on the first drive against the Miami Dolphins. So he pretty much played two full games. But he's played his part, and he's looked purdy freaking good. So, Ted, is Brock purdy, or should I say, is he purdy legit or – is it too good to be true right now? Because you look how this, like we just said with Mike White, look how this team is rallying behind Brock Purdy. The energy, the chances that he's taking, the throws that he's making. And this is where, what is fascinating to me. Everybody's like so stunned and so shocked. I get it. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He was picked 261. So why would he ever get an opportunity? Well, when you get the opportunity, you deliver. And he's delivered so far. My big thing is also, he was a four-year starter at Iowa State. Big 12 conference, was a very good quarterback for the Iowa State Cyclones. And he had a really good coach. For a guy that, for people that maybe don't watch a lot of college football, there's this guy named Matt Campbell, where a lot of people are huge believers in him. Thought he was going to possibly be, maybe, maybe eventually gets down the road, becomes an NFL head coach. So when everybody wants to say, oh, this guy is, well, he came out of nowhere. Well, he's played good college football. He played in one of the best conferences in college football, one of the most well-respected conferences in college football. Had a great coach. Led him to bowl games, gave him opportunities to win Big 12 championships. And now he goes to a situation where we just talked about it with Mike White. You got the defense, the best defense in the NFL. I think that's really been, I mean, I don't I don't know if you can really disagree with that statement anymore that the 49ers are the best defense in football. They just do everything right on that side of the ball. They got the weapons. I know a big loss, Debo out, gonna return probably at the end of the regular season, playoff time, but He's out, big loss, but they still have the options. 
that's the thing. This team is just loaded with options. And with the way he's been playing, how can you not say right now? I get it. What is he going to do in the postseason? If he just plays the way he's been playing, where Shanahan has given him, I mean, 16-21, 185, two touchdowns, 76 completion percentage. Last week, 67% completion percentage, 210. You're playing against, and that's the thing, guys, is that you're playing against teams. The past two weeks he's played, he's not playing the Houston Texans. He's not playing the Chicago Bears. No offense With to the Bears Miami fans. Dolphins. And the Tampa well, you're playing the Miami Dolphins, who, to some, before coming into last week, oh, uh, that could be the team that could be representing the AFC. He shut them up real quick. And then you're playing against the greatest quarterback of all time, the San Francisco hometown boy, Tom Brady, and you literally just go wipe them off the face of the earth and say, get the hell away from me. And in a defense that Tampa Bay, we all say, is a pretty good, legit defense, Brent Purdy had his way. And this team is rallying behind him, and they're all about Purdy. So, Ted, I give you my little spiel. Is he legit? Is Purdy legit? Or is it too good to be true? Honestly, honestly, Trev, here's the thing. We're big college I know you were impressed on Sunday because you were texting me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. I, I said Charles the other day, and I think I said to you, he's a better version of Jimmy G. He's more, he's, he's more athletic than Jimmy G, so he brings that running ability to the offense that Jimmy G did not bring. His arm doesn't, you know, stand out like – some of the impressive guys in the league, but he's efficient. He makes all the throws. I mean, what was his numbers this week? What I just had, I had it right in front of me. 16 to 21, super efficient, 185 yeah. yards, two passes scored, and he had a Russian touchdown. He it looks like he has complete, uh, complete control of the offense. Now people are like, ah, oh, it was easy. Listen, I told Charles this. If the coach did not have faith in Brock Purdy, you don't start the game out throwing eight of the first 10 Plays first Dude, eight, eight of the first rolling. 10 plays were pass plays, which when means you have about confidence 10? in your yeah, you have confidence in your quarterback. It wasn't just hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey, short dumps and runs. And yeah, it's not taking dunks, it's literally taking shots down the field to McCaffrey, taking now, shots to Ayuk. Like, that. and he and he looks like he looks like he belongs. Now, we don't give these guys credit because they'll go, oh, Mr. Irrelevant, it was 252, and there's 251 guys better, but that happens. Right? There's other guys that have fallen. Brady was a six-round pick. There's other guys that have been fourth, fifth. Not everyone's going to be a star in the first round. Now that, does that mean he's got a future in the NFL? I don't know. But, I mean, hell, Mike White is playing. Mike White is playing good for the Jets. And we just had a conversation about Mike White. I don't know what, what round Mike White was drafted. But I guarantee it wasn't in the top three. So he's probably a late fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh-round pick. Maybe an undrafted player. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If, if, if Purdy plays great. And he wins a Super Bowl. You buy Jimmy J. Well, what do the 49ers do? Buy Trey Lance? Well, Trey Lance, you don't know he's going to be guaranteed ready to go week one. But just think about that scenario. If he plays the way he plays efficient, you were already having a conversation about Jimmy G, Trev. I said, I get Jimmy G wins a Super Bowl. He's deserving. Okay, so guess what? Of a new Jimmy G. I don't know if Jimmy G, yeah, he might come back. At this, at some point this season, maybe in the playoffs. But if Pur- if Purdy plays well and he's playing like this efficiently, he's not indecisive. He's making is, the throws. Is he's this the true smart, Tom Brady thing? smart decisions. Are we even saying hello to Jimmy G? Are we saying goodbye to Jimmy G? And Jimmy G just plays as the backup role, where, like you said, Ted, it's good to have the viable option as a backup because he's been there before. If he does, if Purdy does get hurt. Then you got Jimmy J, who was. Or if he I screws up to, I mean, is this is this? So the this rate? question maybe gets even more spicier, I guess, as the weeks progress because of the fact that 
if Purdy plays well, what does that do with Jimmy G's future? And what does that do with the guy that you traded multiple first-round picks? Well, what, well, you what, jumped what, all the way to the top three to draft a kid that you thought was going well, to be the answer, and he's been, anything but, he's, he's been anything but that. Okay, but let's start with the first question. Let's start with the regular season and let's finish out the season. Supposedly, Jimmy G can come back. That's, yes. That was the narrative. Yes. It probably won't be the playoff time, which sounds like Debo Samuel. That's what I would do. I'd hold him back to the playoffs, too. I don't care about yeah. the regular rest of the season. You're going to make the playoffs. I need Debo for the playoffs. Because if he's not there, I don't think they have a Super Bowl. And you got Bowl the team. weapons. You don't have to. You got the weapons. He's got to be survive. back, though, for them to make the Super Bowl. Debo. Correct. That's okay. Now, I was joking, and this is when I say this, I don't mean this as what he can be. But if you remember, Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Tom Brady took over the reins. Wasn't was efficient. Got the Patriots to the playoffs. Got the play. Got the team to the AFC title game. I believe he got hurt in the AFC title game. Drew Bledsoe came in and took over the job. What I'm saying to that kind of same kind of story is Brock Purdy takes care of the rest of the regular season. He leads them to the playoffs. Say maybe he only wins. Maybe he wins out. What if he wins out? Well, let's just go with the wins out. Yeah. Narrative, right? He wins they out. Lose again. They, they go to the playoffs. Yeah. First round of the playoffs. They're in. All right. They win the first round. Brock Purdy's quarterback because Jimmy G's not ready. Jimmy G's ready in the division. Do you bring in Jimmy G? I don't because he's been cold. He's been sitting on the bench for six weeks. Jimmy G, sit on the bench, keep warm. If we need you, we'll bring you in in relief. You know what I mean? We'll bring in the relief. If not, Brock Purdy's our guy. And I run the Brock Purdy show until the end of the playoffs. Even if they get to the Super Bowl, it's Brock Purdy's team. If he wins out, I don't think you could take. Hit the. I think you throw the rhythm off if you do that. You start when yeah, you, you, you start changing quarterback. I get it, Jimmy. I get it. Jimmy G's probably earned the right, but this ain't Tom Brady either. This is not Joe Burrow coming back from like Jimmy G's great, but Jimmy G's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And right now, Brock Purdy's playing great, and I think he gives them a better chance right now to win. I told you, Jimmy G was good enough to get this team to the playoffs. I didn't know what Brock Purdy was. I know it's only been a game in like three quarters. Let's see how the rest of the regular season plays out. But if he continues to play this officially, they continue to win. I think you got to ride the Purdy show. Okay, but you you can always bring Jimmy G off the bench if you need to. God, I mean, listen, he lose, they win what two out of the next four games. They go to he goes two and two the rest of the week. Jimmy G's ready a wild card. I probably start Jimmy J. All right, I probably start Jimmy J. Or have a short leash on Purdy and see how he does in the you know what I mean. And say Jimmy G once he gets you know if he starts struggling, we're not efficiently running our offense. You're going to come in off the bench. But uh, so what you they, now, now let's take the next narrative. So they got at Seattle. They got at Seattle. Washington home, and then they're at LA for the Raiders, and then close out with the Cardinals. So I, I don't. Maybe I see them losing one of those games because I just think that defense. Maybe the is that, Seattle game in Seattle. Maybe, maybe it's a Thursday night game this week. That's a Thursday night game, but that defense is so freaking That's nasty. A huge okay, then that defense is so nasty, nasty man. Um, then the following, then who was the following week? The the, then the Commanders, the home against the Commanders. Then they go to Vegas to take on the Raiders, and then they close out with the I Cardinals. Look at which like still better, win that game. Yeah, I would give Purdy as a, a better version of Ty, uh, Taylor Heineke and Jimmy G. Can play. I think he's a. Do I know if he's a starter for the future? I don't know, but he's good enough right now. I and mean, if he, they, like I said, if they win, if he wins out, here, here's my thing. It if, looks like he, he could. Bowl, if he wins the Super Bowl. First of all, Jimmy G's already made money. So Jimmy G's going to get paid in the offseason because someone's going to go get him. If it's the New York Jets, it's the Carolina Panthers, if it's the Indianapolis Colts, someone's going to go pay New York Giants. Someone's going to go bring in Jimmy G. Then the question comes in, what do they do with Trey Lance? 
I think I think you make it a. Who do you get more value? Who would you get more value for? Would you get Trey Lance or Jimmy J? Because there's no way you can take Purdy from winning a Super Bowl and saying okay. Unless they decide to shock everybody and trade them, which I would just think it's no, it's you would trade them. You keep, you keep my, him point as is, my, my point. That's the, that's even more appalling. Is that why would you back him up when he just if he say they just because you just gave up three first round picks for Trey Lance? You okay, got what is okay? And what has he done to say that he deserves to be the starting quarterback? I know he just got injured. I get it, but still, even when he's played in those I, in that short in that little it. short in that little short period of time. He hasn't looked good, though. Not, Trev, That's then I my guess part. it's a good problem to have, then. Because here's the thing. Either way, you're going to have three viable quarterbacks. You already have Trey Lance on the roster, all right? You can either trade Jimmy G and get value for him, all right? You could keep him on the roster, and because maybe maybe Trey Lance isn't ready for week one next year. So you bring back Jimmy G and ride him again. Oh, oh, and you bring back Purdy, too. That's all I'm trying to say is that he wins. Hypothetically, he wins out. He wins the Super Bowl. There's no way you're gonna put him on the bench where you're trading. He him. He just, I'll tell you, Purdy just won be, the Super Bowl. I'll tell you, Purdy would not be the starter week one next year if if one of those two guys are gone. Wow! Doesn't matter if he won the Super Bowl. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. Did you, you really just said it doesn't matter if you don't. If they don't win the Super Bowl I, because I don't think. Okay. I, here's the other thing, because it's a okay. business, and I think San Francisco, the ultimate goal. Hold on, they have to know what Trey yeah. Lance is. I, you're probably right. I'm just giving you the the devil's advocate is they got to know what Trey Lance is, bro. They gave up three first round picks. You don't want to hear it. I get it. It's 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 not the right thing. You but Ted, what's the it. what's the ultimate goal in the in this business? Yeah, but if they win the Super Bowl this year, it's, next season's a whole new season. You got to find out what Trey Lance is, bro. You have to put Purdy <laughs> as your backup. If Trey Lance gets hurt, isn't it good to have Purdy as your backup? There's no difference in Jimmy G. It's no different than bringing back Jimmy G and saying, you know what? Sit behind the young kid if you need him. And guess what? What if Trey Lance gets hurt next year? Hey, Bernie, come in again, and he leads them again? Wow. Then you ship off Trey Lance. But you wow. got to know what you have. You gave that's, up three first-round picks. That's amazing. You can't just question. give up on a guy already. As much as that sucks, that's business, bro. You gave up too many assets to just let him ride. You can't let Trey, oh, Trey Lance, no problem. You come back. We gave up like half our franchise for you. So you sit behind the 252nd player because, well, we're, we think he's better. If you but were, here, we would have drafted you better. Trey Lance. All right, so in, that case, so in that case, then, they should have just started Drew, Drew Bledsoe over Tom Brady after he won the Super Bowl, right? That was different, though. Oh, that's different. Why is that different? Why is that, why is that different? I don't know. Well, what are you closing? Here's the because, oh, because Drew Bledsoe because Drew Bledsoe was a veteran, or and he had not got he got paid on New okay. England, and they could trade him. You can't trade Trey Lance because you don't know his value yet, and you don't even know what he is. Because I think the 49ers look at what Purdy is think, right now. I think you're wrong I, on this. I think that 49ers looked at Purdy as this is what Trey Lance should be. This is Trey, what Trey Lance can be, but a better version because he's bigger, stronger, more athletic. But but he hasn't proven yet. He has I not think, proven I, it. I think you're. I think you're wrong on this one. Don't you think it's a good problem to have, or you think it's a bad problem to have? Oh no, it's a good problem to have, but it's a decision that I, it could ultimately but backfire like, because win the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and we'll talk about it. Let that be the decision. But what if yeah, I don't want to. I'm not jumping. I don't want to jump down like go crazy and say they're proclaiming them as a Super Bowl champs. They're still a few, a two months away. Actually, we're two months away from Super Bowl Fifty Seven. It's yeah, February Thirteenth is the Super Bowl, so two months away to the day. That we will have 
We could have a well, we will have a new Super Bowl champ, I should say, because the Rams are done for the season. But yeah, I mean it's a good problem to have. But that's crazy to talk. That's crazy talk. If he wins the Super Bowl, if he wins the Super Bowl and you say back him up for a guy that hasn't done squat, I know you traded all that. Go trade him. Get some of those draft picks. Well, here, then here's there will be a team. There will be a team that will take the chance on the trade. You have Lance. a quarterback competition. You're not going to. They're not going to give. Can him I be honest? And somebody said it too. I forgot what show it was. Brock Purdy has looked the best out of all three quarterbacks this season. Let's let's, let's see how he plays out the rest of the regular season. I he's guess. looked the he's looked the best out of all three quarterbacks. Because they give him oper- they give him chances. It feels like they were too nervous. Well, to what Trey sh- Lance got hurt the second week of the season, right? Yeah, from week two or three. But he, I just said it like the three games. The first the game short- was first of all. The first game was in a monsoon, bro. It was a monsoon. And Justin Fields is better than him that day too. Well, that was his first start. Don't forget for Trey Lance. Well, no, it wasn't. It was like his third. He had two last his year. Third and he hasn't looked good. And he just doesn't hurt. And then year. you had all. And then you had all the. Off-season rumors of him not really understanding the playbook, still struggling, inaccurate with his throws. I mean, it just didn't look good. Is this this the Jordan Love situation? Could be. It's just the only thing is they traded all the way up to three to get him, which is even more of an all-time. You thought Brady was was a good story. This kid wins the Super Bowl. You got a whole different story. Yo, watch how many Brock Purdy jerseys they're going to be by the end of the season if he does that. I might have to get one. Purdy for life. (laughs) I'm just saying that's crazy that you said that. It's crazy you said that. Anyways, let's not I, jump. I, let's I not. At, I look at it as a business thing. Yeah, and the ultimate goal in the business of the NFL is to go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but you, your words exactly. It doesn't matter if he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't think it'll matter. I think they'll still have Trey Lance as the number one guy next year. Listen, what would make <laughs> Trey Lance deservingly so this season? What made Trey Lance should have been the starter this year? Why you just have, knew that they wanted they because they the conference title. Yeah, but you knew they were trying to move off of Jimmy J. Okay. And then what? And, and guess what? So you think they're just going to move off of Trey Lance next season for Brock Purdy? Yeah, if he wins the Super Bowl, you're damn right they should. It shouldn't even be a discussion. I'll go as far as that. Um, they'll trade. They'll trade Jimmy J. And they'll and they'll back up Purdy to Trey Lance if he's not ready. Week it one. It shouldn't even be a debate. If he wins the Super Bowl. You're wrong again, Henry. There's no way I'm wrong on this one. You are absolutely out of your freaking mind, bro. You're out of your mind. I strongly disagree with that take. Doesn't matter if he wins the Super Bowl. Wow. I guess the Super Bowl is just a bunch of, just a piece of metal. But ladies and gentlemen. He's a one-hit wonder, baby. Hey, if it's the one-hit wonder and he wins the Super Bowl, it doesn't get no better than that, then. I mean, he'll have more Super Bowls than the great Dan Marino. I mean, think about that. Hall of Fame. Brock Purdy. As, as many as Aaron Rodgers. As many as Aaron Rodgers, too. Brock Purdy, Hall of Famer. Let's go. Let's start the rumors. Let's start the petition. Brock Purdy in the Hall of Fame. But a huge week of the NFL. We'll be back later in the week discussing week 15. Giants, Jets, massive implication games. The Bills are going to be playing in another snowstorm against the Miami Dolphins. We'll see what happens with the Chargers and around this whole Seattle, NFL season. Seattle 49ers Thursday night. That's the Thursday night game. My boy, Bro- yeah, I know. Bro- I, compl- I completely forgot about him already. Look at that. See, that's what I'm saying. You're already forgetting. No, about I'm, him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Purdy's the man. Purdy, Purdy's leading the way. He's pretty freaking legit. That's all. But yes, Thursday night game. Seattle fighting for their playoff lives, too. Huge games. Dallas goes to Jacksonville. A monstrous game as well. There's so much great football. Thank God. But it's almost over. Help us. Help us. Ladies and gentlemen. We are Keys of the City. 
If you don't get to see the live show, you can check us out streaming on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Google, and Amazon. We are Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.